This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. We'll have more on the James Harden situation coming up, but first, breaking news from the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott has found his new team. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots, first reported by NFL Network. He has also tweeted 1-5 all the way live at the Patriots. Chris Canty's name is on this show, and he joins us now for his initial reaction to the news. Canty, what did you think when you heard Zeke going to New England to team up with Bill Belichick? Well, they're about to be real physical up in Foxborough. I mean, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, the, the way that they're going to play, it's going to be a lot of 12 personnel. It's going to be a lot of 21 personnel, 22 personnel. They're, they're going to lean into the identity of that team, which is the defense, and they're not going to let Matt Jones and the offense mess it up. Like, to me, that's the first thing that buzzed in my mind. Like, they've got Ramondre Stevenson. Now you're adding a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. Both of those are thumper-type running backs, guys that understand the value of a four-yard run. They're going to try their best to keep that offense on schedule and slow the game down, keep it low scoring, and bet that Belichick and the defense can find a way to win it in the end. So I, I, I like it from a fit based on what they already have in New England. Um, it's an interesting way to try to win in today's NFL, but if anybody can find a way to do it, it's Bill Belichick. Canty, speaking of winning in the NFL, our NFL two-a-days rolls on here, and the teams are the uh... – Chiefs, excuse me, and the Eagles. When you look at both of those teams, which one of them do you think is more likely to end up back in the Super Bowl this season? How could you not say Kansas City, Smallman? Like, you have <laughs> because to the AFC is right? tough. It's a tough the AFC. AFC is a gauntlet. Actually, Smallman and I agree on this. We both said Philadelphia because the yeah. door is open for them. Listen, guys, I, I get that part of it. it I, I understand the rationale completely. But since Pat Mahomes has been the starter, the Chiefs have hosted the conference championship game every year. They might as well rename the damn game the, the Kansas City Chiefs Invitational. They host <laughs> it every year. Like I, I, every, Listen, guys, you're not wrong. The AFC is a lot tougher than the NFC when we're looking at all of these teams on paper. Now, we know things change once the games start to matter. But right now, based on all the moves that have made this offseason, based on the quarterbacks alone in the AFC as opposed to the NFC, it's a tougher road to toe for Kansas City, no doubt. But I've got to bet on Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid because of what they've shown me, what they've been able to put together. I mean, the guy has been a starter for five seasons. He's been to three Super Bowls and won two of them and has been in the Final Four every single time. How could I not bet on the Chiefs to get there if the floor for this team has been the conference championship the previous five years? But the best indicator for future performance is past performance. And the Chiefs have shown me with Mahomes and Andy Reid that they are more likely than not to put themselves in the championship rounds in the NFL. Canty is with us. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman in for the guys today, although Chris Canty is with us now. Um, Chris, what was your reaction? James Harden told China that Daryl Morey is a liar. <laughs> I want to know why James Harden feels like Daryl Morey is a liar. Like, I, I mean – Okay, Daryl Morey is a liar because he doesn't want to give you the contract, the money, and the years that you're looking for. But guess what? Nobody else does. That's why you decided to opt into your $35.6 million option. If you wanted to go to the L.A. Clippers or you wanted to go to the Houston Rockets, you could have opted out and been a free agent. You had your pick. You had your choice. But you didn't do that because the money, the years, or a combination of the two weren't there 
in free agency. So you decided to exercise that option in hopes that Daryl Morey could facilitate a trade. He wasn't able to do that, and so now it's, I guess, James Harden's frustration starting to come to the forefront. But to that, I would say James Harden played himself. This is on him and only him, and I'm not quite sure what he's looking for at this stage in his career. Canty, have you ever felt that sentiment that James Harden has right now, though, that a a coach or an executive lied to your face and you felt a certain type of way about it? Yeah, it actually happened to me in free agency. I was in the meeting room with the New York Giants and their general manager, Jerry Reese, and he told me that he could only offer me a certain level of contract because he had guys at my position that had done more for that franchise that weren't making as much as I was asking for. And to that, I told him, that's a you problem. Because I got to get paid. I'm a free agent. So if you want me to come run with the New York Giants, you either pay my price or I'm going somewhere else. Now, all well that end well, he gave me my money and we won a Super Bowl together. Uh, but, yeah, that was one of those, like, you're telling me you can't do something and I know you can do it. It's like it, it, it becomes this conversation around negotiation. And, Smallman, one of the things that I've always said is the person that's willing to walk away is always going to win. I was a free agent. I was willing to walk away. The Giants weren't. Turns out we were able to make magic happen. But that was one of those sports lies that a lot of general managers want fans to believe, but it's not really true. Teams can find money to pay who they want to pay. The salary cap is not really a real thing. So I just that's the part that's a sports lie that a general manager tried to tell me once upon a time, and I knew better. Yep. I mean, Jerry Jones said they had to worry about other contracts, C.D. Lamb, so they couldn't pay Zach Martin. Guess what happened today? They paid Zach Martin. <laughs> Chris Canty is exactly. with us, host of exactly. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. <laughs> uh, totally ridiculous. At Chris Canty 99 you can follow him on Twitter. Let's flip that. What's the biggest lie you ever told one of your coaches or an executive? <laughs> I'll say this. <laughs> I remember 2016. Um, the Indianapolis Colts called me right on the eve of training camp and, and asked me if I wanted to play football and what was my goals. And I told them, yeah, I want to play. I think I can, I can help a team compete for a championship. Now, I knew the Colts in 2016 wasn't winning a damn thing. And I knew I wasn't going to help nobody compete for a championship. I was, I was washed. Just like, just like today's laundry. But uh, I lied on the phone and told them that I, was, that I was interested in playing football, knowing full well that I had no desire to go and be a part of an NFL training camp. I don't, I don't blame you for it, Canty. Secure the bag. Why not? That's what we're all trying to do. Yeah, I know, but at, at that point, Smallman, I had secured enough bags. I was good, <laughs> but I, I just, you know, there's nothing... There's nothing better than money than new money, right? And so yeah. it's just like, how much more can I really get? So I was like, I wanted to leave that door cracked open just in case they really wanted me to come through and check it out. I was going to entertain it, but, but I'm glad they didn't call me back because I didn't want to go play. So, <laughs> again, all's well that ends well. Well, I opened the show, Canty, by saying, you know, this is a Chris Carlin problem. He lied to me, and I'll never be a part of an organization that has him ever again in life. Let me repeat that. I'll never be a part of an organization that has Chris Carlin ever again in life. What about his need to say it twice? Like, come on, James. Like, we didn't get it the first time? No, I mean, listen, he wanted it to be known, but this is straight out of the James Harden playbook, right? Become enough of a Malcolm Kent when the franchise wants to move on from you, but... 
The problem with this is that Daryl Morey has other considerations when it comes to whether or not he deals James Harden. That being keeping Joel Embiid happy. I really don't see a path, Smallman, Hammer, where they trade James Harden and they get a player or a package in return that allows them to contend at the level that we saw last year. And if that's the case, if they can't find a way to get close to or to actually break through that second-round feeling that they've had over the last five years, then what happens in summer of 24 with Embiid? Does he try to force his way out of Philly? I'll say this. I could see a world where that happens, and that has to be a scary place for Sixers management to be in because the guy that you need the most outside of Embiid in order to do that in James Harden, he's saying that he no longer wants to be a part of your franchise. Well, there you have it. Chris Canty joining us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Appreciate the time. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Protection on the road and on the water. No lies told. See how much you can save by going to 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and going to Progressive.com. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 a On ESPN Radio. The Kansas City Chiefs. Blue 58! Go! This is Adam Teicher with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are hopeful that Kadarius Tony can establish himself as a top wide receiver. The Chiefs have a largely inexperienced group of wideouts, and their best chance for a big season among the bunch comes from Tony. He showed his potential after joining the Chiefs last season. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl and set up another with a long punt return. But he's never had expectations like the Chiefs will have for him this season. The Chiefs need a big season from Tony after losing top flight receivers like Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster in recent seasons. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 days on ESPN Radio. We talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, who I am very sick of. Canty and Carlin, <laughs> ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She's Michelle Smallman. Do you think America is as sick of the Chiefs as I am? I do. I, I definitely do. We love greatness up until a point, and then we get sick of that sustained greatness. We're always looking for the next best thing, and I think America's probably like, ugh, the Chiefs again. Here's the, okay, hold on, as I'm talking myself through this. I bet America is sick of the Chiefs, but they're not sick of Patrick Mahomes. Because how do you not love to watch that guy play football? He turns unbelievable situations into magic all the time. But yeah, I'm sick of the same team winning, just like I was sick of the Patriots. Michelle, I'm kind of sick of everybody fawning over Mahomes. I know it's true, but it's like, you know, the valedictorian at the high school. Everybody, <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you hear how smart Michelle is? She got a 1600 on the essay. Like, yeah. great. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Another award for Michelle. Great. Cool. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to go. I'm sick of Michelle. Get Mahomes out of here. The receivers are Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez Scandling, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Richie James. I got to tell you, nobody's talking about this, Michelle, but this is a poo-poo platter. Of wide receivers. None of these guys are really any good. And watch, Mahomes will make them all look like all pros. Of course, because didn't we have this exact same conversation after Tyreek Hill left? What's Mahomes going to do without a weapon like Tyreek Hill? Oh, he led the NFL with 5,250 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, and he won a Super Bowl. I think he was just fine without a weapon like Tyreek Hill. So you're right. He is the type of guy that makes everyone around him better. And I will not be surprised if he does it again this year. 
Two a days on the Chiefs, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Travis Kelsey, obviously, is Mahomes' best wide receiver, and he's arguably, Michelle, the best tight end of all time. But I thought he had a really wild summer. I mean, after winning the Super Bowl and the Kelsey brothers facing off against each other, he's doing podcasts. He's doing Saturday Night Live. He's throwing out the first pitch in every Major League Baseball game. He's doing parties. He's being an analyst. He's, you know, at some point, does Travis Kelsey need to calm down a little bit and realize that he's got another season and a championship to defend? So you think he's overexposed? You think we've seen too much Travis Kelsey? You think the star has risen too much? I think he's more interested in Travis Kelsey's brand than he is the Kansas City Chiefs winning. God, do I sound like an old guy with that take. <laughs> but I've been lawn. noticing it, and I am becoming an old guy. I'm 40 now. I'm allowed to have an old guy take. Am I, <laughs> am I way out of line with this? Um, I don't think you're way out of line, but I'll say this. And, and this might, might sound counterintuitive because he does host his own podcast and he, he does a good job with his branding. But it feels different to me with what Kelsey is doing versus what like a Russell Wilson is doing, who's got a catchphrase and who's constantly telling you about how good he is and what he does. He got offered Saturday Night Live and... He won the Super Bowl, and he's coming off a ride, the ride of his life, so he's capitalizing on these opportunities that he's had being a part of this team that's verging on a dynasty. Until I see him looking distracted or like he's lost a step on the field, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to punish him for taking advantage of all these incredible opportunities that have fallen at his feet. You know, he was also really good on SNL, too. He was amazing. He was, he was one of the best SNL hosts of the entire year. <sighs> Travis Kelsey. Are you upset because Carlin, he, are you upset he tried to throw his little bracelet at Taylor Swift no, and get I, her attention? And, and it seems like he wants to date a celebrity. He, I'll, I'll cut the crap. He, okay. he grew up where I live. He grew up wow. in... And I'm in... You know, I live in the Heights, and he grew up in the Heights. And so... Super Bowl time, everybody on my block had Chiefs stuff and Eagles stuff, and people were rooting for the Kelseys. Get out of here. This is a Browns town. Why are we having Travis Kelsey throw out the first pitch for the baseball team? I want to kick Travis Kelsey's ass, and he's really good. He's so good. Oh, no. Okay, well, I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough in the trust tree to share that, that it is personal, that it does have something that's rooted in a little bit of bias here. But maybe, just maybe, the Cleveland Browns should give Cleveland something to cheer about, and then they won't have to be so hyped about the Kelsey brothers. Okay, it's not. If Travis you don't like Kelsey's it, play fault. better, you know? Uh, what about this Chris Jones thing? Could this be a distraction, an issue? I imagine he'll be with the team by the time they start the season, but he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. While everybody heaps praise on Mahomes, that guy is dominant on the defensive line. He's absolutely unblockable. And yes, I do think that it could be a distraction, but I also think you have such an established identity and leadership in this team with Andy Reid and everything they've already accomplished that I think that they'll be able to avoid it becoming something that really permeates for a long time or derails them in any way. But I guess, Aaron, the thing that I look at with the Chiefs is can they really continue to sustain it? As Chris Canty just said, the AFC Championship game might as be, as well be called the Patrick Mahomes Invitational. But at some point, 
there's a Super Bowl hangover. At some point, there's a yeah. bit of a regression. Is this yep. the season that we see it? Because it's just statistically improbable that it will continue. And the AFC is stacked this year. So well, even though I feel like they're still right there and I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, I'm also yeah. logically thinking that this might be the year that it doesn't come to fruition. I mean, I think some of the bill is coming due when you look at that wide receiver room. It is very... I mean, they might have the worst group of receivers this side of the New England Patriots. I mean, it is really kind of bad. Marquez Val... Who's their number one? Kadarius Toney? Yeah. Because he had a good punt return in the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, everybody thinks he's their number one wide receiver. I mean, there is a lot of pressure here on Mahomes to deliver. Um, and I think they have a pretty good line ahead of him. But if he was to go down... And I, look, I'm not wishing this on anybody, but if he was to go down, obviously, and they got to play Chase Daniel or Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert is their Blaine Gabbert, the other yeah. Mizzou quarterback, yeah, <laughs> the other former Mizzou up my Missouri quarterback. If, if they got to play Blaine Gabbert, obviously, they're in deep trouble. Biggest obstacle to me standing in their way is the AFC has never been this good for them. Yeah. So they the used to have way. to get over New England like that was a specific hurdle. Cincinnati's been a real thorn in their side and has been able to beat them. But you also have the Buffalo thing, which they were 13 seconds away two years ago from being able to pull it off. And then there's Baltimore and the Jets and all these other teams that might be coming up the pipeline. I just think they might have three really tough playoff games if they don't get the bye, Michelle. Three really tough playoff games before they even get to the Super Bowl. That is our two-a-day on the Kansas City Chiefs. Up next, we talk more NFL. A top-flight potential Hall of Fame running back is on a brand-new team. Where did Ezekiel Elliott go? We'll explain next. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We'll get into all of that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, the NFL, we know, is a quarterback league. That's a cliche. But now the best coach of all time apparently going to be running the ball and playing some tough defense. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallman. Zeke to the Pats, first reported by NFL Network. He's going to switch back to number 15, which was his number when he played for the Ohio State Buckeyes in college. Let's get some analysis from one of the best. Mina Kimes is an ESPN NFL analyst. You can also listen to the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Mina, your initial reaction when you heard Zeke was going to team up with Belichick in New England. You know, it makes a ton of sense based on everything we've heard, observed, uh, deduced based on their signings about the Patriots' offense this season, which is kind of turning back the clock. Uh, you know, it's going to be very run-heavy, ball control, two tight ends on the field, two running backs perhaps now with Zeke in the fold. Um, so, you know, this only reinforces that. I also think just in terms of filling a need as a – Short yardage back, who's very good in pass protection, kind of the thunder to Ramondre's lightning. It's also um, makes a lot of sense. But, you know, don't have any uh, disillusions. Ramondre Stevenson is still the number one back in this offense. Mina, we've talked about all of the other teams in the Patriots division so much this offseason that we really haven't focused on them. Do you think we're overlooking the Patriots a little bit? or Or what are your expectations of them this season, I should say? I think the New England Patriots are going to drag teams to hell. That defense is disgusting. And you really saw that, by the way. Um, And I know it's a preseason, obviously, but against Houston, the very first game, uh, you saw Patriots back up some starters. Jalen Mills is with the pick. He's going to play post-safety. Christian Gonzalez, I imagine they want to start their first-round draft draft pick. But guys like Keon White, who they drafted this year, might have been the most impressive player of the week weekend for me in terms of preseason football. This is a defense that finished first and weighted DVOA last season and got better. So the vision I think that they have is having one of the best defenses in the NFL and then, as I mentioned, like a ball control offense. And is that team uh, going – do they have the upside of a Super Bowl team? Can they compete with the likes of – you know, Kansas City and Cincinnati, probably not. But can they make games extraordinarily annoying? Absolutely. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst with us. You can listen to the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny podcast wherever you get your podcast. I think Patrick Mahomes has really lost it. Mina, they had one drive in their preseason game and they didn't <laughs> score on it. I'm I'm very concerned. Um, we, we were trying to poke a hole in the Chiefs. Is there a hole to be found? They're one of our two-a-day teams today on ESPN Radio. It's not a hole, but it's a potential hole or a area where they're fragile. And I think you actually you did see it on display, and it did matter, and it has absolutely nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes and the offense. It's a defensive line without Chris Jones, which was not able to pressure a Derek Carr. Those were starters in there, guys. You know, George Karloftis, the Menehu, Charles Menehu, they got from San Francisco. Uh, the Kansas State player they drafted this year. And I think what you saw is that uh, it's it's a very thin group, particularly on the interior, uh, and how dependent they are on Chris Jones, who played, by the way, more snaps than any defensive tackle in the NFL last year. He is not at camp. He is still uh, holding out over his contract. 
I have to think they're going to get something worked out, but uh, he, would, to me, was one of the big winners of the weekend because in not playing, you saw how valuable he is. Mina, let's focus in on our other NFL two-a-day team, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, obviously, they look to be very competitive again this year. There was uh, some subtractions, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They have new offensive and defensive coordinators. But what's your biggest question about the Eagles heading into this season? You know, for me, it's also actually on the defense where uh, we did have some notable departures in free agency, some big additions, obviously drafting Jalen Carter, 10th overall, he looks like a monster, honestly, uh, based on the preseason and, of course, from college. Um, but there's still question marks. They really need young players to step up, both him placing Javon Hargrave on the interior of that defensive line, Nicobe Dean getting the start at linebacker. They got two new safeties. Well, Reed Blankenship was, he played last year. But the spine of the defense looks different. So, um, you know, while they're still an extremely strong unit, very good edge rushers, very good cornerbacks, there's still some question marks uh, on that side of the ball. And I think their new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, doesn't have – it's not a cakewalk for him. I think I hear Lenny barking in the background. Yeah, that's Lenny. The, oh, <laughs> yeah. Lenny, charming I was trying in. to filibuster over him. but uh, <laughs> what, yeah. a, what a pleasure to have Lenny on Canty and Carl oh. and all the stars with us on ESPN Radio. Celebs. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman. All right, everybody wants to know your take on the rookie quarterbacks. Everybody's reacting to them and overreacting to them. But give us a real measured reaction on one of the rookie QBs who was picked in the first round from their first preseason game. Uh, you know, I th- I'll go with Bryce Young since he was, of course, the first overall pick. Uh, and my measured reaction is he looked a lot like he did in college. I, I think it was uh, – an encouraging performance, if not a prolific one when it comes to production, but he looked poised. He looked confident under pressure. He was getting rid of the ball very quickly. He looked accurate. Um, to me, my bigger concerns about that uh, preseason game were less about him and more the offensive line had some ups and downs. I think his skill players let him down. Uh, and, you know, those are kind of concerns I had going into the season. But as far as the quarterback himself, uh, you know, just looked like everything he looked like at Alabama. And I think if you're a Panthers fan, you have to be encouraged by that. Mina, great stuff. Thank you, as always, for chiming in. Please give Lenny a, a pet and a hug from <laughs> us, please. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, guys. But that's Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. Her hole in the Chiefs was not super convincing, and neither was her hole in the Eagles. Uh, of all the years, I think this is a chance where we could have, I know this almost rarely happens, but a repeat Super Bowl of what we had last year. Up next, we talk about Cotton-Eyed Joe on Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michelle Smallman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Oh, wow. Cotton Eye Joe just came on mid-rally. Everybody, Cotton Eye Joe time on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Michelle Smallmont. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe, we're on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. This was in the midst of a tennis match in Montreal. Pretty big tournament, actually. They're gearing up for the U.S. Open, which starts in a couple of weeks. Two top players, Jessica Pagula of the United States, Iga Swiatek are going toe-to-toe against each other in the middle of a key match in this Montreal tennis open. I don't know what they call it. And the DJ, I guess, at the the arena at the tennis court, like his finger must have slipped, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the only way you could explain this, where he thought something was in cue and it was just going to play in his booth. And in the middle of the point, you know, you can hear the, yeah, yeah. And then it goes, went up limb to cotton eye Joe. And <laughs> I, it, it made me wonder, like, I guess it breaks their focus, sir, but a lot of athletes are, have to perform through cotton eye Joe. I guess tennis players, they, they, they called the point off and, and replayed it. Yeah, tennis is a different environment. If you sneeze too loudly during a critical point like that was happening in that match, you would get death stares from everybody in the arena. It's it's a different type of environment where you have to be so respectful and be quiet of what's happening as to not break the focus of the athletes. And Aaron, I can't think of a worse song to play than Cotton Eye Joe. What a terrible song. Terrible song. Well, I mean, it's who, one of, who well, to be likes fair. this? Why okay, did Cotton Eye Joe become a thing? Can you explain? So Cotton Eye Joe is one of those songs that you love to hate, right? You're like, oh, Cotton Eye Joe, corny. But then I promise you, you're Cotton Eye Joe. You just, you can't help yourself. You're bopping, you're singing, you hate yourself for doing it, but you can't stop it from happening. But I can't think of a more bizarre and distracting song that could have been playing during this critical moment in the match. See, to me, I don't mind Cotton Eye Joe if I'm at like a baseball game and it's between <laughs> the bottom of the fourth and the top of the fifth. But like if I'm at a wedding or a bar mitzvah and the DJ breaks off Cotton Eye Joe, I'm going for a pee break. You know what I mean? Like it's I, I'm not when well, I'm supposed to get on the dance floor. How do you even dance to Cotton Eye Joe? There's like a is oh, there there's like a, a whole dance? Yeah, it's like a you get your your heel toe, a little boot action. Oh, there's it's like a squi- like a square dance. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I didn't know. Um, did you know Cotton Eye Joe is about a guy named Cotton Eye Joe who comes to town and steals all the women? Did you know that that is the what? like everybody just sings the song and no one knows the words other than where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. But then there's always this like no one knows what that is. No one right, can correct. say those words. No. The song I looked at the lyrics. Okay. Is it there's a guy named Cotton Eye Joe who is better looking, better smelling, 
than you, and he steals your women, and he takes your wives. I'd have been married a long time ago if it wasn't for, you know, Cotton-Eyed Joe, the Casanova, who came to... That's what the song is about. So this is mind-blowing. I was not aware that Cotton-Eyed Joe is the original Mr. Steal Your Girl. I also can't imagine with the tone and kind of the... uh, the frankly the corniness of the song that that yeah. really encapsulates a guy who has so much swag yeah. and riz that he's stealing all of the wives all over town literally like not a woman would marry the singer of the song because she was holding out for cotton eye joe where did you come wow. from where did you go where did you come from cotton eye joe i would put this down near the bottom of my jock jam power <laughs> rankings i mean it's just kind of annoying so is uh, I'm st- the, the apologies to Lou Vega or Vega or whatever Mambo number five oh, is that just was terrible. A little bit of <laughs> get out of here. No interest in that. What's at the top of your list? Like what really gets you going at a game? Because From for some reason, hands? all these DJs they all have the same playlist of the same lame songs. So if we're talking Jock Jams era, you can't go wrong with like Womp. There it is. Or yeah. you're unbelievable. Oh, or the power. Oh, that's Snap. good. That's Snap. good. The power. What about? I know this is stolen, but you know now it's it's so tied to the University of Wisconsin. But oh, jump around. around is a is just great. It's like power. that actually gets me. Like final countdown. Like I'm like here we go. I think Arrested Development now. I think of Joe Bluth. They're illusions, you know? That's where my mind goes when I hear the final uh, countdown. I, I've not, I don't know the show, so I, oh, I haven't, wow. I, I'm not That's aware of the reference. Um, Triple Eight, say ESPN. What is the best jock jam? Because it is definitely not. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. No, no, j- Shannon. Oh, that was, j- that was my bad. I thought I was only going to go in my ears. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Eric. Hit it again. Hit it again. See, right. You're dancing. You're dancing. I see you. The head's going. If you're listening right now, wherever you are in America, worldwide, in Montreal, if you're with James Harden in China, I want to see you shake your booty to Cotton Eye Joe. Let's go. I'd have been married a long time ago if it I wasn't for Cotton Eye Joe. That Cotton Eye Joe is like the hottest guy in town. And did, that did, all of these did, women no, are you've like. You've been waiting your whole life for Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, these women are like. You're great. You are hot. You're successful. You're sweet. You're caring. You're the best. But if Cotton Eye Joe looks twice at me, I'm out of here. Wait, who's yeah. the woman singing in the song? Oh, yeah. Who's she, the she's, she's singing about Cotton Eye Joe. Right, okay. she's, she's talking about how hot Cotton Eye Joe is. Gotta, I'm telling I need, you. I need some Cotton Eye Joe is a I smoke show. I got, a, I got an observation here. Uh, I'm well aware of the song. I know it. You see it all the time. Like you said, Jock Jam, you see it played in arenas. I can honestly say, though, I can't recall one time where I saw a black person dancing to Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> never. Like, I never. never. Come on, not even a little head not nod or a shoulder. one time. Not a like, I know tap, it. Shannon. I see it. I'm aware. I just who, can't who think heard of this one. Song? Shannon, who heard this song and said, you know, I know the song that, that should be played, uh, you know, uh, when it goes to commercial break in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field or whatever, and it's Cotton Eyed Joe. Like who who makes that decision? Because now it's ubiquitous. It's every it's at every minor league game. It's at every high school game. You can't get away from stupid Cotton Eyed Joe. No, you're so, you're totally right. It's like 
hey, what should we play next? Future? Jay-Z? No, why don't we throw in a little Cotton Eye Joe in the mix? I, I know. I know. We could, <laughs> we could play something good. But instead, we're shouting out again this woman stealer, Cotton Eye Joe. And what's the name about? Does he have bad vision? Cloudy vision? Like, what's up with Cotton Eye Joe? Michelle, Do you need I think to see an optometrist? Like, I think what's now happening? you're asking questions that are not worth asking. Up next, <laughs> I have the best landing spot for James Harden, and no, it is not the Clippers. We talk about it. Canty and Carlin and Cotton Eye Joe on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Andy and Carlin, the podcast.